Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Hey, hey, college baseball fans, what is up from the 11.7 crew? We got the full squad back today. Stoney and Dez made their made their trip to the Houston Shriners College Classic last week. Weren't available for Monday's episode, but they're back here. And we got a nice, very nice episode today because we have a great guest coming on, Brent Rooker, who I believe won the SEC Triple Crown at Mississippi State in 2016 or 2017? I, want to I don't say know. I should have 17, but one of two SEC winners, both from the state of Mississippi, right. from the best school in Mississippi. For sure. Um, but he's a, it's going to be a great interview with him. You guys stick around. <laughs> best school. And, uh, you just have, you can't resist. You can't resist, dude. <laughs> Alma mater. Rent free. Rent I thought, free. I thought Mississippi Valley State was the best school in yep. Mississippi. Um, Top no, 10. Delta for State. Sure. We talking about Delta State. <laughs> They're in That's a top D2. 10 ranking for sure. Um, anyways, let's not get too sidetracked because we have a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode. Of course, um, we're doing the weekend series Pick'em with our special guest, Brent Rooker, at the end of the episode. But first, before we do any of that, we have got to bust Dez's balls about what we saw on Wednesday night. Boom! Texas State, baby! Owns I don't know what talking the about. Bobcats, the Robert Cats of Texas State. They they did they hurt your feelings, Des, on Wednesday? Did the did the horns down? Did that kind of offend you? No, no not Texas at all. State I fan. I said it. I said it on their tweet. I was like, I'm a I'm a horns guy. Everyone knows that, but I think I'm a Texas State guy now because one that midweek energy right there at State. First off, I think there was like 3,500 people there. And then Texas waving at him. Great. And then Faltini giving a kid an autograph that was chirping the entire game. Excellent. And hey. then State going up the road to Austin. Phenomenal. Phenomenal content. Dude. The fact that – dude, that's just, that's just like Faltini going up and signing a dude's autograph, basically saying, hey, dude, appreciate your heckle, heckling. Fuck you. Here's my autograph because I know you're a fan. It's just like it's just like those kind of people. It's happened before. It's not the first time it happened, but those kind of people make it far in yeah, life. Yeah. They make it far because they just don't give a damn what anybody thinks, and every like they, nobody bothers them. Right. Um, but this was the midweek series that we we didn't know we needed. Obviously, Texas State is having an unbelievable start of the season. They're ranked two in our preseason. Not actually, whoa, not preseason. Whoa. Not rank number two in our mid-major poll right now. And they went toe, toe to toe with 
number one team in the country, the Texas Longhorns. It was a nice Tuesday, Wednesday, home and home. And boys, they brought the energy on Tuesday at Texas State in San Marcos. The fans were rowdy. The players were playing with a ton of energy and passion. I thought there was going to be no way it would be replicated the next day in Austin. But, oh, my God, was I wrong. It was almost better the next day in Austin. A lot of stuff built up. There's two things San Marcos does. Party and barrel baseballs. That's <laughs> they rake, man. Barrels they baseballs. absolutely rake, dude. I mean, that dude, Wootrich, freaking Tuesday night in uh, in uh, San Marcos, he was the one that hit the uh, game-tying home run, correct? And then the other guy hit the grand slam. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, he hit it. He hit a little step back, like, into his back leg, kind of just, like, let that thing fly. I mean, I was just, like – and then it was barrel after barrel after barrel after barrel, whether it was an out or a hit. I was just, like, dude, who the fuck are these guys? They're going to be a real problem for the Sun Belt this year. The Fun uh, Belt. The Fun, fun belt. belt might run through San Marcos. Forget about Coastal Carolina. Forget about Louisiana Lafayette and, FAU. and South Alabama, FAU. The fun belt runs through San Marcos from what I saw the last two days. Um, and then, of course, their closer, Tristan, is it Stiv- Stivens? Stivers. 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 Tristan Stivers is an absolute mustache-wearing dude. Someone that if you saw at, at the bar, there's a 0% chance you're going to try to pick a fight with him. Just cut up, m- mullet, mustache, and just a curveball from hell. It was – he pulled a Lance McCullers, Des. And, I mean, you're an Astros fan. He threw 15 straight curveballs against the Texas lineup, and and the guys knew it was coming, and they still couldn't hit it. They're the meat of the order of the number one team in the country in Austin. This, hey, here's my curveball. Mm -hmm. Can you hit it? No. That's when you know it's a plus plus pitch. And dude, the best part is yesterday or Tuesday night, um, Aaron Nixon strikes out the guy to end the game. Another great game, by the way. Waved at the fans because Texas State, if you were listening to the broadcast, you could hear them chirping all yeah, game long. Game. Like it was like a hot mic up there. You could hear them chirping. Like you couldn't hear everything they said, but you could hear them. And then he waved them goodbye with a little Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth, like up down wave. And then Falcon was like, damn, that looked cool as shit. And turns around and starts waving too. Yeah, it was it was definitely that. He thought it was cool looking, so he did it too. And then and then when uh, what's his name? Um, Stiver dropped the horns last night. Everyone was like, oh, oh, but it wasn't called for. We were waving at the fans. I'm like, dude, waving at the fans or the players, the same thing. They're all wearing the same shirt, maroon and gold, Texas State Bobcats. They're the same people. If you wave you wave at the fans goodbye, mm-hmm. you might as well wave at the team goodbye too. They're all I really the, thought a brawl was about to break out when he went I thought in the down. eighth inning. <laughs> in the eighth <laughs> inning, there thought it was going to be a brawl. And I was, was like, oh, shit. It was yep, getting yep. testy. This is one of these scenarios where I'm glad. I mean, it was cool watching them play two games, but could you imagine a three-game series, a rubber match the next day with Good both boy. of the emotions so high? I almost, if I'm Texas or I'm Texas State, I'm almost scheduling another game for Thursday for that day, for game three, see who's the better hey, team. Hey, let me ask you this. I was thinking about this yesterday because – a lot of people from Texas side were bitching, oh, Texas State threw their weekend starter. They threw everybody at them, which is fine. It's fine. But midweek school, 
even some other schools, if depending wait, on wait, the wait, what's a what's a midweek school? Uh, a midweek. <laughs> Never heard of this. Uh, you throw one inning as your bullpen work in the game. Now, now let's 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 be more specific here. Texas State. Look at what that win did for that school last night. They're on ESPN. They're on Sports Center. They're all over. They are the talk of right the internet today. It just night. means more. Um, so if, if you're a fan, if you're a fan, why are you going to clown on a school for using their midweek guy for one inning when that win means more than Texas winning? That win meant everything. Those guys were probably not recruited by Texas. They they hate Texas. They were Texas basically said you're not good enough to come here. They went to Texas State and they beat their ass. That's how I felt beating Georgia Tech. Same concept. Throwing a start a starter in the midweek for one inning is not a big BFD. It's not a big, big fucking deal. It's one inning is bullpen work. They're going to be fine for the weekend. Yeah, like, and I, I just don't understand that. Like, there's a huge difference doing? between starting your Friday night guy on a Wednesday to play Texas versus starter coming in and throwing an inning in relief just to bridge the gap. Um, you're trying to win a ball game that matters. It means a lot to you. And I, and I think, I mean, state, it'd be different. Like if, if Texas state was like seven and, and 20, right. But they're, they're a damn good team. They just went into Arizona, took a series. They split with Texas. Like they're, they're playing to win the game. And I love that. Who cares if it's a Tuesday night or Wednesday night in San Marcos and Austin, like you, you play to win the game. And like Dimitri said, you use it as bullpen work and they weren't extending the guy. Like if it got to like 30, 45 pitches. Okay. They're what are we doing here? You're, you're screwing the guy on the weekend. You're, they you're, threw you're eight trying to guys. They threw but, eight arms on Wednesday yeah. night. Aaron Nixon threw 35 pitches. Texas bonafide closer threw 35 pitches to get through the ninth inning on Tuesday night. But nobody's talking about, oh, Texas, Texas didn't. They used their closer. Like they used their closer in midweek. Like it's the same thing. Like, like that stuff annoys me. But anyway. In like a football terminology, a comparison. It would be like a fan base being mad that somebody didn't punt on like their own 45 and they went for it. You know, it's a fun game. It's a midweek game. Obviously, it doesn't count as much in, in the – I guess it does count as much in the RPI. But this was a statement game for Texas State just to tell everybody they're for real. They're, they're the real deal this year, and they're, they're here to win more than just the conference. Like They want to be a super regional team, a college World Series team. And, and after beating Arizona the week before and then splitting with Texas – all right, hold Could on. It, Pump the break. College World Series team? No, they're just, they just want to be a they just want to be a two seed at a regional. I guarantee you, they you don't they want put their hands in. Texas they put their stop. hands in and say Omaha on three. One, two, three. No, Omaha. No, no, no. Yeah, they do. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, man. they do. Nobody, dude. You're weird. Like Mercer, we I did that at Omaha. UT Martin, and we went nine and forty three. <laughs> we we broke it out on Omaha on three. Dude, you dogpiled the start Mercer, of the season like the Mets. To would get to a regional. We didn't think, oh, my God, let's go to Omaha this year. I mean, yeah, no shit. That would be cool as hell. But that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about going to a regional. Maybe. Um, let's, let's maybe go that's ahead. why we went 0-4 in regionals. It, I, I, I got a question for Des. Yeah. Um, you did not seem worried during the midweeks through your text, tweets, and all that kind of stuff. Are we creeping up on worry watch? Are you about to hit the worry button on Texas? That's a that's a good question. I, I well, one, I'm a whore for content. So anytime horns down in, in Texas State, that's going to look at the Twitter, it pops, right? Um, but Texas as a whole, yeah, Tanner Witt going down uh, sucks. Um, 
obviously Texas was sitting with three bona fide aces, and, and now you have two, and you kind of fall back to the playing field. Austin Todd, the starting right fielder, once again, snake bit in his entire career. He separated his shoulder. That sucks. You have a true freshman out in right field. Obviously, he's going to get a ton of at-bats between here and uh, regionals. But, um, yeah, there's a question mark now for your Sunday starter. You're going to go really young. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, it's I guess if you're going to have that happen, you rather have it on the front end so you can figure it out. Um, but it sucks. Uh, obviously, Texas offense now needs to, to step up. You have two dudes still, and, and Stevens and um, Hanson. But I, I just feel so bad for Tanner Witt. It, 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 it seemed at, at the College Classic, you know, he I, I asked him, hey, how you doing? He just kind of gave that side eye look like, let's let's see what happens. Um, and that worried me then. And then they pushed his his pin deck uh, from Tuesday to Thursday. I was like, Oh, that's, that's a little weird. <laughs> and then the news broke. So um, am I worried? Uh, I see the, I see the worry button on the desk. I'm not touching it, but I see it on the desk. Okay. That's all I needed to know. I mean, I think they'll be fine. A bit, but Hey, the way their pitcher pitch in the midweek kind of showed you who they have after Tanner Witt. Exactly. Who they have. Who is going to pitch on Sunday? Now Sunday looks like a Johnny Holstaff who can give a three, four inning each Sunday. And if, you're not going to get the answer anytime soon because they're going to have to take a few tries to find out. Who that dude so. is, yeah. And you know yeah. what, man? When you get the Big 12 play, that third game matters. Sunday, Sunday matters because it, it – Oklahoma State will take one from you on Friday or Saturday. TCU well, will hey, take one. Sunday I, I went Monday. on the record and said Texas wasn't going to lose a, a weekend series all year. Remember that second you episode? Did. You did. People, people forget. Do we have a five-day bet on this? Oh, please, God, no. I don't want to make any more <laughs> running bets. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll hey. we'll wrap it up with the Texas and and TC, or Texas State talk because they're. That was the biggest moment of the midweek by far, but there was a lot of other really, really cool things that happened. Liberty against North Carolina. Wow. Liberty's the real deal. And that's and why they're number the fresh one. Fresh unis. Fresh new unis. And and they have what's his name? Uh Derek Dingers. Is that what we're calling him? Derek Dinger. Derek Orndorf, baby. Orndorf leading, leading the, the nation in home, home runs. runs. Not a big uh, I don't know He's if you guys saw this in the, the North Carolina versus Liberty game. But there was a foul ball hit that the third base coach, who ends up being Liberty's manager or head coach, hey, um, you know who he is, right? Uh, no, he was he was one of uh, you remember Fox from North Carolina, yeah, the old head coach. Him and North Carolina's current head coach were both like his right hand men. Oh, so North they know Carolina. each other pretty Scott well. Scott Jackson went to Liberty, the head coaching job, and then oh, what's his name at North, uh, North Carolina? Anyway, he got promoted to the head coaching job in North mm -hmm. Carolina now. They're like best friends. They're family friends. I don't know if you guys were watching. Well, he, they, they, they were barking at each other because uh, the head coach, Scott Jackson, picks up a ball after a foul ball and notices like sticky substance on the ball. By the way, by the way, go watch the video again. It's from the bat. It has to be, right? He, Did yeah, he, he forget? the shit out of him. He the shit out of him. I think, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I wasn't there. I didn't see it, but like, but I think it was from the bat. It had he picked to have it up, kind of. But there's another like ten seconds later, the pitcher. I don't know if he did this as a petty move or what, but he went to his belt and started rubbing it, and then like went to the ball. I don't know if he was doing that to, 
just throw them off, piss them off or whatever, or he actually would do it. But nobody would do it that obvious after right. just getting called out for it. So I think but, he was doing it to be petty. But our number one mid-major team, the Liberty Flames, huge midweek win against North Carolina, who were they undefeated going into that game? No, they they were like they were like eleven and one, ten and one. Yeah, they were having they're having a really good year, and it was a close, low scoring game. And I mean, I, Liberty's the real deal. Now, Dimitri, would you say Liberty is at least a threat to make Omaha? I think first step right now for Liberty is to host a regional. Okay, that's fair. I think I think we don't we push the pump the brakes on Omaha because. Dude, even the number one teams in the country, Arkansas last year, didn't even get to Omaha. So how are we going to sit here and say Liberty should be looking at Omaha? No, they should just be worrying about being I said, could they get a regional. There? No, worry about hosting a regional, whatever <laughs> happens after. I'm, I'm, not whatever, I'm not entertaining you. I'm not entertaining Yes, then they could get there. It is always a potential. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. Dude, what do you want me to say? Oh, yeah, I think they could. They could. All right, um, who would you t- who, guys? Who would you take in a three game series right now? Liberty or Texas State? Ooh. Gonzaga. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I, I think Gonzaga might be the best mid major team, and I know we have Liberty ranked number one and Texas State number two. But what Gonzaga Southern did, Miss number three, Southern, Southern Miss, Miss number, number three. three, you're right, and, and they had down a nice ranked two lane, a yeah. hot, red hot two lane. I'll tell you this though, Gonzaga has some dudes out there. Holy crap, man! They have some gunslingers on the mound and just some some guys similar to Texas State that just barrel everything up. I watched them play Oklahoma State and then Missouri um, this past week. Oklahoma State on Monday, Missouri yesterday on Wednesday, and uh, dude, it's unbelievable. That lineup is so deep, and they they took Big Twelve pitching and SEC pitching and made it look like it was a mid major school. It was incredible. Where are they in Spokane, Washington? I, no idea. Is that They're what it is? Gonzaga, Washington. Gonzaga, Washington. <laughs> That's what we're rolling with. That's um, a wild place to play baseball. Yeah. But, I mean, speaking of our mid-major top – or we can't say mid-major top 25, but our mid-major power rankings, we did a damn good job, boys, because all I believe everybody Number in the five. top 10, including Coastal Carolina at 10, um, they beat – They beat Wake Forest. They Wake beat undefeated Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah, took a no hitter, took a perfect game into the eighth, no hitter into the ninth. Then you had I mean, that lineup Wake Forest had to no hit them through eight. That's what I'm saying. That, I, it came to me as a surprise that that was a real thing. Pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the the mid major top twenty five. Hey, if you look down at number twenty one, the Mercer Bears with another ACC upset. I I have a conclusion now that the ACC doesn't want Mercer. In, in the conference, and that's why Mercer is not an ACC school. Makes there was a, a really, really nice voice that was giving us, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, you great home run calls. Here, Who was that guy? A rivalry here is a rivalry I would love to have, and I, I wish it was bigger. Like the way we just watch Texas State in Texas, or even if you like look at Southern Miss, Tulane, Southern Miss, Louisiana. Georgia Southern and Mercer needs to be a bigger, bigger rivalry. That Georgia Southern comes to Mercer, I believe, next Tuesday. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be rocking. But can we can we get you on the mic? No, I'm having a kid on Monday, so I can't oh. just rock the the mic on Tuesday. Can't Killed be on him. a broadcast the next day. It'd be your Jordan flu game. <laughs> if, what if you threw Mercer in the Sun Belt with Southern and all them? That would be a pretty big weekend series every year. 
at yeah. Southern, at Mercer. I, th- I, th- I think that needs to be a bigger rivalry. Dude, because- um, but speaking of Mercer, I- I'll be honest. I was doubting them early in the year. I didn't – like, they had a lot of new guys on the team. They they A lot of old guys left. And I wasn't expecting them to be good. But they're 12-1 and one to start the year, and, and two of their wins have been against – or one of their wins was against Florida State and one was against Georgia Tech. I mean, they – they're pretty damn good. And I'm not even saying that because I played there. I'm saying like they're they're probably a top 15 mid-major school right now. Potentially, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, uh, Georgia Southern beat the shit out of Georgia, split that midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good series. Texas Tech um, and Mississippi State was the slugfest. It was. Hey, speaking that of was. that series, how about how about this? First inning, Texas Tech starting pitcher, freaking strikes out Hunter Hines. <laughs> Does all woo rah woo rah screams at their dugout? Fast forward six innings later, it's nine to one after Hunter Hines <laughs> freaking piss rocket to death. Hunter Hines, can we talk about that kid? Because holy <laughs> shit, he raked. <laughs> every time it's like, even if he gets out, every time he hits the ball in any direction, you're like, oh, okay, look out! Like you need like four gloves because it's gonna go straight through the mitt every single <laughs> yeah. time because it's going so fast. He he's, he he's hits the piss barrel. out of the ball. It's awesome. He rakes. He rakes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are we doing screaming at the dugout in the first inning? In the what, first what inning, come on. It's a 0 0 ball game. Let's, what are we doing? And it's in Biloxi. It's a neutral site. Like, let's weird. relax. Like, what are weird. we doing? Um, I, mean, I like the energy, but it, it was still a strange timing. That's what I'm saying, dude. Can I mean, we talk? It, can we talk about uh, Mr. Kelly? Th- three grand slams and five yeah. days? Well, we talked Good about Lord. him on, on the last episode. He hit two grand slams in one game. Comes back in the first game of, of a of a two game midweek and hits another grand slam, three grand slams in, in three games. Right, Is not a bad good? day at the office. Hey, hey! Shout out to Hunter Hall from Mississippi State, arguably the best midweek starter in the country. <sighs> no, um, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yes. yeah, Southern Miss. <laughs> um, freaking like what did the seven? He went what six innings against Mississippi State last week. Seven, you- uh, eight innings yesterday, but fourteen what fourteen fifteen innings. Zero earned run, like 21K. I don't know how they have a guy like that that is pitching on the midweek for him. We yeah, saw their you, Sunday you guy. Had, you see who they had in the weekend? <laughs> their Sunday guy was throwing 98 miles an hour with a slider from hell. It was disgusting. I mean, Southern Miss, hey, pitching wins, I'm telling you, man. If you their lineup pitch- is really small, though. They got a lot of little tiny guys, just little guys. But, hey. You just hey, declare war on something. Shout out to Speaking of little Miss. guys, Kenny Oyama, hey. UCLA. Yes, great what transition. a legend. Probably, a actually, legend. by far the most viral tweet we had this past week was Kenny Oyama from, from UCLA. Dimitri cut up good video of him. If you guys didn't see the video, if you weren't one of the half a million people that saw the video, he's a five foot four. And he's listed at five four. He's got to be five foot one, five foot two, maybe. So and he showed up in the outfield on Friday afternoon against Baylor. And me and Des were sitting on the uh, first base side in Minute Maid. We just look over into left field and we're like, "Who the hell is this guy? He's <laughs> he's kid is so that? short. <laughs> he he's a short king. Left field. He's a short king. That's all it is. Kenny Oyama, so fast, my favorite though, college man. baseball player. He, he's a find a way on base." Great score. I was there Sunday up in the press box watching him um, in Minute Maid, and when he stole those two consecutive bags, he stole second, stole third, ended up at home against Texas, and he's so fast. He's just he's an electric 
Electric player, short king. Love weapon. that guy. That's what you call a weapon at the top of your lineup. Yeah. Absolute weapon. And, dude, Loyola Marymount. So he transferred from Loyola, grad student at UCLA now. They have him listed at 5'2 on their website. His four years there. So he grew two inches. Good for him. So at UCLA, <laughs> New he's 5'4 <laughs> at Loyola. A year ago, he's 5'2. He got the power five cleats. I think I think he hit puberty. I mean, did you there's a video? I'm gonna send it to you guys after we do this. There's a video of UCLA walking him off earlier this year, and you see Oyama jumping with in like a celebration, <laughs> and it's this little guy just jumping with a bunch of tall dudes. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But he's awesome. No, I love that guy. I'm a Content huge fan King. of his. Um huge fan of his. Um, but yeah, no, that's a weapon at the top of the line of a guy that can get the third on his own and get you a run at almost any moment. Right. Now, is there any other big topics on the midweek that we're forgetting other than um, who's the dude from Ole Miss? Al- Alcorn that stole State, sec- Alcorn yeah, State is, is not a good baseball team. Besides the guy that stole second base, third base, and home on the same play because they just decided – Alcorn State did not cover bases. They refused to cover bases. It Which was is rule numbing. number one. A T-ball team could do that. Hey, what the hell? I mean, okay, I understand when you pick off the first, you get a run down third baseman goes to cover. What's the catcher um, doing? <laughs> the catcher needs to be at third, first of all, when, yeah. when as soon as that happens. Third he ran baseman, the first. Third baseman was halfway down the line. Like, he wanted to go, <laughs> but he didn't want to go. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> catcher freaking, like, catcher, like, you know, you, I feel like it's like a movie. Where they they lob a ball and then someone just dives from out of the, the camera view of the scene into the scene and just catches it, it makes it look like a great play, yeah. like Sandlot kind of video, um, whatever. He comes out of nowhere, come diving down third base line to try to tag him. Too late. Guy just walk and third base coach goes like this, just points, just points. doesn't do anything, just points at home, and guy just gets up and walks his way in. Unbelievable. What what is the catcher doing at first base there? What? What are you doing, man? You're not going to get in that rundown. Just run to third or stay at home. Run to third and stay there because third baseman will go to second to get in that rundown. That's all you have to do because you uh, have to go to third to get to home. Nobody needs to be at home plate. Now, okay, remind me of my baseball knowledge here. Is it, Does that can in the books, is that a three stolen base? Technically, no. It's a stolen base and then advancing just on but there's no being a dumbass. Did you put in the stat box, <laughs> dumbass? Boneheaded errors in the in write the that box. in the book. Advance being a dumbass. <laughs> hey, um. another thing. Another thing. Clemson's for real. Like, yep. right? Like, oh, we're just hundred percent. Clemson's for real. Credit to me. I predicted that two weeks ago. It's all they, credit they, to you. What they Clemson? beat? Yeah, they beat the. They dominated Indiana. Just out, out slugged Indiana. Out, out pitched them. I was like, oh, Indiana's usually pretty solid. I, I think Clemson's going to be the real deal this year. And what's what's so cool, and our listeners don't know this, but uh, Monty Lee, the head coach, he came out and openly said that they actually got away from analytics and got away from spin rate and all of this stuff because they were they were heavily invested. And Clemson baseball wasn't relevant the last three or four years. Um, I think they hosted a regional in 2016, but after that, they haven't been relevant. So they got away from analytics, and 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 now they're just doing performance-based stuff. So interesting twist on some things because we see a lot of it the other direction. Hey, you know what? I'm not a huge, huge 
swear by analytics guy. Do I believe there's a lot of good info in there? Absolutely. Pick and choose out of there. You'll be great. You'll be fine. But I love seeing people defy the analytics stuff and just play ball because like, it just makes me, it just reminds you that this game is played between the line and not in the damn computer. It's a good like, mixture like, between gut feeling like, and, and analytics, like, I think. Like you, the guy still got to step up in the box. If he's hungover, data doesn't tell you that. If the, if the shitty batter guy, <laughs> data doesn't tell you that. There's not an if XL. He ate, if he ate Taco Bell at 2 a.m. with his mm-hmm. girlfriend, data doesn't tell you that. Where he's got diarrhea, data doesn't tell you these things. So, like, I under they're not machines. They're human beings. So when you they're college I'm not, kids. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying. Don't swear by it. Get away from it a little bit and just play ball. Just play the yep. damn game. I think I think you nailed it because you got to commit to whatever philosophy you're going to do. You can't half-ass either one because you'll just drown. Yeah, and, and trying to do both. Teach it and not believe Fucking it. I commit. agree. Commit, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you you go with. And shout out to them. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, I, I saw the the presser, and he was open about it, which was interesting to me. I, it seems like one of those things that they would be keeping internal, maybe not talking about it, but you know he stood up and said it so um that was cool but what are we down to three undefeated teams left going into the weekend there's clemson purdue and virginia tennessee was the fourth one they fell last night blew a 4-3 lead in the bottom of the eighth at auburn um Mm -hmm. so i think that speaks more about tennessee tech that they're not a fluke yeah good team they had a 4-3 lead on the road at sc at auburn they blew it but um, do you think they DM threw their? Them, hey, do you think they DM threw their them. weekend guys there or no? Hey, did you see? We got a DM from somebody. He goes, I "Heard you guys talking about Matt Braga and having success at Tennessee Tech and not rise." Blah blah blah. He goes, "Dude, have you seen Tennessee Tech's field? It's a bandbox, and all they do is hit home runs." So they said all they do is hit home runs. So that's why Braga wins there because they, all you have to do is hit the ball in the air and they win the game. Um, but I was thinking about it. like the other team can do the same thing. So I don't really like that whole argument. I mean, you can learn how to pitch in your own ballpark, but same with anywhere else. No, it's a the, their baseball field is like on top of a hill and the wind blows straight out and it's it's <laughs> tiny. So, yeah, they, I believe they led the country in home runs my freshman year. They, they are always in the top five, top mm-hmm. five ish. But hey, but he um, found what he's he found what he's comfortable in and he'll probably stay there for a lifetime now. Just continue hey. to make Tennessee Tech a, a legitimate program. Just can't believe he didn't do anything at Rice. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and preview some of the weekend. It's crazy to think. Dude, that's what I was going to say. We're on the same wavelength here. Crazy that conference play is already starting. The Pac-12 and wow. the ACC. And then I believe there's one more conference. Maybe the uh, – maybe not. I, but I, I think there is one more conference that's starting conference play. But it's – I mean, dude, we're – almost in the middle of March now. And and March Madness, of course, takes um, takes precedent. We're not going to try to outweigh March Madness. But at the no, same no, time, no. It, it, it the season has flown by so far. Um, hey, let me ask each one of you this question. Let's just say it's 4 p.m. next Tuesday. March Madness is rolling. Are you watching the 16th seed in a tight one against the one seed, or are you going to watch some college baseball game? Be, be honest, because I, I, I'll, I'll give you my honest answer. What was the question? <laughs> Let's just say it's four o'clock next four p.m. next Tuesday or Wednesday. There's some some rankings from mid major team midweek game. Or are you going to be watching the 16 seed in a in a in a tight battle with the one seed? 
Are they going to be playing on a Tuesday? I thought it was a weekend thing. March Madness starts during the week because I remember when I was it's, in school, it starts, it we would we would have the TVs on around the thirty-two, or they play a little bit during the week. Yeah, March Madness starts during the during the week, like Thursday or something. Yeah, it's thir- it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll Anyways, I see have, your point. I see I'll your point. I'll probably have the madness. I'll have the madness on the TV just because the iPad. You, the iPad is going to be easier to go with ESPN. First, are you going to watch the first round of the March Madness or some random college baseball midweek game? Uh, I'm going to have both. No be comment. Honest. No comment. I'm, I'm going to have the madness on the TV, and I'm going to have the iPad easier to go through ESPN Plus. I've got to yeah. take. I'm going to just be scrolling through Twitter for college baseball stuff, and I'll probably be watching some of the madness. I've got a take. What? College baseball is the worst college product, or tra- college basketball is what? the worst college product. That I was they about to say you no, can no, no, get off baseball. this. Sorry, show. sorry, sorry. Oh my god, I was <laughs> literally like basketball. Basketball is the worst product that they put on TV during the regular season. You're fired. You're fired. During the regular season, basketball is the worst product that they put on TV. So it makes me not really even Why? like March Madness. I, I I think college basketball because awesome it takes ten seconds for them to get towards half court. It takes thirty five seconds for them to shoot the ball like it's just slow it's not methodical it's gross they play zone defense it's not fun basketball that's fair Fair enough enough. i'm i'm there for the fans i'm there for the celebrations i'm there for the reaction i also grew up an nba guy so that's probably why i hate it oh i think the nba is garbage i don't like college basketball the quality of play in the nba is significantly was well, signi- not anymore with what MLB and college baseball and NFL and college football. I'll I, like college I like what I like. I like what I like. I college think baseball, NBA, college I baseball think, podcast, though. So here we are, dude. Is it just me, or is it with the NBA? The game doesn't even like matter until the final ten minutes. If it's close, yeah, you you play to win. If it's not close, you just t- throw in the damn towel. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter until March hits anyway. Like, so, like, like I feel they're like they're now NBA, starting to play harder. But anyway, um, anyways, let's do this. Let's do this here real quick. Um, AC, let's all pick our ACC winner and Pac-12 winner for the for the year for the conference. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we've seen three weeks of the regular season, let's pick our winners. I'll go first, and let's start with the ACC. I still like Florida State because they have Parker Messick throwing on Fridays, and they have Bryce Hubbard. I think his name is Bryce Hubbard. Bryce Hubbard, Parker Messick. Yeah, and that's the most – I think that's the best one-two punch in the ACC when it comes to pitching. And, of course, they, they've they had some shaky games. They lost to Cal on Sunday, lost to Mercer in, in a midweek. But all in all, I think it's a really talented team. I like Florida State to win the ACC this year. The regular season. We're talking regular correct. season, yes. Okay. Um, I'll go Georgia Tech. I, that offense is the real deal, man. Yeah, I, I just think offense, offense – carries carries them oh fun fact fun fact about georgia tech eight of their nine starters are sophomores and they have one senior the senior is coach coach hall's son colin hall and that's going to be a. I mean they're going to be a problem the next year or two if they all come back i like the georgia tech pick real quick dead your preseason acc pick with nc state state Ben, you're the Florida State. Sony, do you remember yours? So NC State. Notre Dame. Ah, oh, that's right. And mine with Virginia. So uh, you picked Virginia, I, I think, and they're undefeated. I think I'm sticking with Virginia. 
But, but I love me some Clemson Tigers. I <laughs> love say, me some. You've Clemson declared Tigers. it. Clemson's back, man. Is Dude. um, what what ACC series are we picking for the weekend series? Pick them. Remind me. We have, Wake we Forest have and somebody, State, right? Wake. Notre Dame, North Carolina State. Ooh, By that's going to be a good one too. Are we worried about NC State? I no, think they're I'm going, worried. I think they gr- you're worried. I'm not worried at all. I think it's a great time to slump. Yeah, we talked about it last year, Dimitri. Get hot, get cold, get hot again. Hey, I'm going to say it again. I say this every year. I don't know if you guys have heard or whatever. This is the philosophy to be successful in college baseball. Start hot, get cold, and slump. And then you come out of your slump and you're hot at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of teams that start cold get hot. It's hard to stay hot, baby. It's hard, hard to stay, stay hot. And hot. you get cold hey. at the end. Should that we talk about cold? I mean, a hot, cold, hot is how you win in college. That's baseball. the recipe right there. Should we talk about Notre Dame? Notre Dame being the most quiet top 10 team in the country right now? They were ranked number Last two year. or three in Baseball America, which okay, is an well, absolute that joke. one's not a real but, ranking, no, but, but listen, they're ranked number Dame, nine right now. Notre Dame was quiet last year, too. Nobody talked about no, Notre Dame. Nobody watches. No, we were talking about them all last year because they were hitting home runs like madmen yeah. last home year. Home run Jesus was Home there. run Jesus was all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, but when you think of top 10 teams that you're watching, you think of Arkansas, you think of Mississippi State, you think of right. Ole Miss. It's like you don't think of Notre Dame. and People aren't going to tune in to watch a Notre Dame game. Let's but last year, everyone was talking about Notre Dame. They, they were starting college to. Baseball. It was they were March. To. It was March time frame last year. Notre Dame started. Everybody started talking about them because the gold helmets, gold you know, helmets, and five front, five hundred foot home runs, and ne- no one's Nico, talking about them Nico, because we're not getting a lot with, of those. Uh, Nico Cavadas was hitting freaking five hundred foot moonshot. That, that ball still hasn't landed. It, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember Notre Dame's regional? How many home runs they hit? All of them. <laughs> I, 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 I slammed say, every over. Yeah, it was. No I was. Doubt. I was in a Catholic. I mean, a Catholic wedding, and I was like, "I'm putting all the money in the world on Notre Dame over right here, just because yes. it just lined Every up." Time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, wait, Ben, you're sticking with Florida State. Yeah. To Stony, you're sticking I'm, with Notre Dame. He went. He went. I'll, um, Georgia I Tech. No, Georgia no, Tech. Who? Was Des. Des said Georgia Tech. Oh, you're right. You're Georgia right. Tech. I'll, I'll stick with Notre Dame. You're Quiet, sticking with Notre Dame. Team. Yeah. Dude, Big, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to stick with. I, I like you Virginia. Just declared Clemson, but <laughs> no, no, I picked Virginia, and I'm still gonna stick with them. But this I will not happen. be mad at all if Clemson ends up winning because I I'm, I love Clemson. Well, Virginia has the recipe down to make a deep Omaha run. Hot. They need to get cold soon. They need to get cold soon. <laughs> I need them to get cold and start losing soon for a little while. Yeah. Dimitri's gonna spam them in, in yeah. the DMs. Is, hey, throw this game. You need yeah. a, the, hey, the throw Excel game, sheet. The like Excel shit. sheet says uh, throw this game. Yeah. And then get hot later. Get hot yeah. later. Not an analytics guy, but here's some analytics. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, let's do Pac-12 now. They started. They started conference play. Um, they're starting conference play now. This is the first year the Pac-12 is gonna have a end of the year tournament. Don't forget. Finally, 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 Think we get about to have a conference tournament weekend, late night Pac-12 tournament. Love it, love it. You're gonna have so Utah big. trying to battle for for an automatic spot when they're you know ranked tenth oh, in dude, the conference. I forgot to do my Sam Ellinger Texas at Longhorn Nation. We're back. <laughs> Stop. 
Um, but anyway, so the big series, or there's two big series out of the Pac-12 this week. There's USC and UCLA. That's on our weekend series pick them. And then also Oregon at Stanford. Um, I think the, the the conference goes through one of those four teams. Oregon, they, they started cold, but maybe they're about to get hot. Um, USC, 9-2 and two this year. Have Nobody's spoken a word about them, but the Trojans are playing good ball. And then, of course, we saw UCLA in the in the College Classic, and, and Stanford continues to win games. So, um, Hey, now that we're all here, obviously UCLA was declared the winner by run differential in the Shiner. Who do you guys think had the best weekend? Texas. Like, just, like, it had to be Texas. Texas. You think Texas was the best that weekend? Yeah, beating mm-hmm. Tennessee and LSU the way they did. And they – they gave up Sunday to UCLA, which I, you think, I believe UCLA is a good team, but Texas had the best weekend. Do you think LSU had a disappointing weekend? Defensively, for sure. I mean, yeah. they yeah. couldn't field a ground ball. Um, Same thing when, when they played at Louisiana Tech, they couldn't field a ground ball. Yeah. Defense is a problem for the Tigers. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to – because me and Ben talked about it, but I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tennessee had, I think had a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. But, I think UCLA well, for me was like the, the oh like they're actually really good you know kind of like mm-hmm. a see them on the big stage see what they've got because you think they're good but then they lose the stupid ass games all the time <laughs> but like you 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 want to see them on the big stage and be like yeah they have what it takes to make a run this year to win the Pac-12 to go to mm-hmm. regional I think they have what it takes because the biggest thing is pitching depth and their freshmen are fucking good. So that's what it takes to win late. I, I I think UCLA showed me the most. They had the best weekend. Yeah. Even though we knew Texas is yeah. the number one team in the country. Right. And I don't know. But UCLA did show me a lot. And I think we were all doubting them going into it. But like I said in the episode, nobody is going to be surprised if UCLA walks away 3-0 and or 2-1 and just because of the recruiting classes they get. And the number and one class last year. Yeah. And it's so, and John Savage, he's a, he's a beast of a coach, too. So, um, anyways, though, who, who's everybody's picks after watching three weeks of uh, Pac 12 play? I, I think I picked Stanford, and man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Stanford because they showed me a lot in the, um, the Round Rock Carbot Classic. But, dude, I don't know, man between ucla and oregon even arizona arizona state they're both gonna be really good arizona state is hot trash hot garbage ah, they're cold they could get hot and win the conference no, i love dude, their tequila arizona. uniforms by the yeah. way dude, tequila sunrise hey hey i know i don't know oh yeah early not even there anymore i think he listened to it quite often he's at texas a&m so he doesn't have to worry but arizona state is hot garbage <laughs> Fair. You want you you want me you want me just no I know they're me. six and five this year and they've lost some bad games sure but you ben. don't think you don't think ben. they're going to be competitive no dude they they just got swept by Irvine in the two game midweek um they lost I think they lost three out of four two out of three to some hold on let me let me let me tell you this this is bad that right. like that Arizona State team is not the Arizona State we've seen the last couple of years listen to this. They're five right. and nine this year. They're five and nine. Whoa, they're five and nine. I thought they were six and five. <laughs> they're five and nine. Oh they they won two out of three. Ben, they lost the game to Dixie State. Oh no. They they got swept by BYU at home. 
They lost two. They got swept in a two-game midweek against Oklahoma State. They won two out of three against four and a San Diego State and got swept in a two-game midweek by Irvine. That's not good, Cowboy. Not great. <laughs> I mean, our, do you think they're? Do you think? Hey, they good? got the conference right where they want them. And <laughs> they're they're down bad right now. They're on their their only way to go up is now. I think Maybe. they're a cold cold hot cold contender. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, we call those icy hot, icy hot, icy hot contenders. Our preseason picks for the Pac-12. Days. I know you call it. call it a contrast. You go hot, cold, hot. Mm. Our preseason picks for the Pac-12. Des took Oregon. Ben, you took Stanford. Dimitri took UCLA, and I had Oregon State. Oh my God! How did I forget about Oregon State? I'm sticking with Oregon State. That's the easiest. Oh, pick I want to switch my pick. I want to switch my pick. Give <laughs> no, me the. It's beaver. already locked. It's already locked. Oh no! It's already locked. <laughs> Dude, I'm changing they, tune. Oregon State is nice, man. They're, they're so State good. Sick. I'm they gonna go Stanford. Really nice. I'm gonna go Stanford. Okay. Because I have my Omaha eight. So you're going go Stanford? Stanford? Yeah. Nerd. Books I'm, going, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with UCLA. Who? Kenny you Oyama. Can also, you can. You. Oh yeah. Give me. I'm on the Oyama train. Big Oyama guys. But but I'll give you a close second. I mean Stanford, dude. If they win, like it w- I won't be surprised. How are we just right. disrespecting Oregon State? They have put up an incredible resume this year. Their offense is so mm-hmm. sick. I mean, I'm not saying Oregon State's not good. I just think Stanford is just a little deeper, a little bit better, just a little bit better. But UCLA should win. Like they're it's UCLA. Their freshman class, the number one ranked class in the country last year. They're already pl- getting a lot of meaningful inning. A lot of meaningful PT playing time for anyone that didn't know what that meant. Physical um, therapy. <laughs> um, and usually that pays off at the end of the year. It really pays off at the end of the year. How much does it pay? At least five. Um, it pays a regional championship, a super regional championship, and then maybe a big bling bling ring. That's okay. what it pays. And that's priceless, man. Yeah. Um, well, hey, um, looks like it's time for Brent Rooker. College baseball fans, we got a big one here. SEC Triple Crown winner 2017, is that right, Brent? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> did, they give you a, nice. did they give you a trophy? No, there's no like uh, no physical award that comes with it. It's just kind of a bragging rights thing. So I don't have anything. I can't really prove it, uh, but it did happen. He's so all over is- the walls in the Triple Crown Club at Mississippi State. So no, it's <laughs> yeah. known. But if you don't know him already, this is Brent Rooker, uh, an incredible follow on Twitter. That's how, I mean, obviously we know him for his baseball abilities, but what you go viral probably once a month. And when I say viral, I mean super viral. I do all right. Um, I just got to throw some random thoughts out there and see how they do. Uh, if you throw enough stuff at a wall, eventually something sticks. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's about volume shooting, just getting a bunch of stuff out there and hoping something takes off. Twitter is so much fun to troll baseball Twitter. Baseball Twitter is so toxic, man. Baseball Twitter is a wild place because baseball is, I don't know, it's a sport where I feel like it has less casual fans than other big sports. Like every baseball fan is like diehard, super in deep, um, like lifelong, lifelong baseball fans. So I think it's a, di- a little bit different fan base than like the NFL or the NBA. And I think that make, it makes it kind of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, somebody posted a video of a guy hitting and goes, hey, can you guys give me any tips on this swing? Some dude says some stupid-ass shit. And the guy goes, that's Mike Trout, by the way. Yeah, and I'm just, like, I'm just like, dude, shut up. Yeah, baseball Twitter is is the best but the worst at the same time. But um, before we get deep into the interview, Brent, congratulations on being employed again. 
Thank the you. Lockout just it. ended it like yeah. two yeah. hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have That's baseball it. this year. So congratulations on getting employed again. Um, but we're, we want to do a little bit different kind of interview than what you've probably had in the past. You know, of course, we want to talk about your college baseball experience, but we also just kind of want to rattle off some some fun ideas that we have that maybe in, could increase popularity for college baseball. And really, there's no other guy than yourself. I feel like you just have tons and tons of ideas to grow this game. Um, before we do that, though, and I, we didn't plan you or we didn't prepare you for this. Kendall Rogers, you're familiar with him, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with him. yeah. Kendall Rogers just tweeted 49 minutes ago some ultra exciting news dropping at D1 Baseball tomorrow with an alarm clock emoji. What would what would be your best guess at what's dropping at D1 Baseball tomorrow? Wow, I don't know. Um, <laughs> do they have a functioning app already? Because that would be my first like. I do think they, they like do. A full yeah. service app. Okay, so that's not it. Um, I mean, a new writer they're hiring. I don't know if they get, they're getting somebody to come over from baseball America or something that could, that could be it. Uh, maybe they're gonna start covering softball, but they do that. Cause that, yeah, they, they do that. D1 softball. They have D1 okay, softball. They do that. So that's not it either. Knowing, uh, knowing Kindle, it could range from anything from like him just trolling Mississippi state fans and saying <laughs> Mississippi state's not going to host this year, yeah. or it could be something huge like. Dan, your internet is so Dive into MLB coverage now that <laughs> the MLB is back. Twitter, I was like, all right, we got to ask Brent Rooker that. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, now I'm excited to see it, though. I think I still follow yeah. Kendall, so I'll have to check in tomorrow and see what it is. Yeah. Um, so, so funny story here. I know I'm kind of dominating this interview, but I only came in with two thoughts. So I want to get them out, and then everybody else can <laughs> everybody else can bullshit around. Funny story. 2017, I'm at Mercer. We're playing in a conference um, conference tournament in Greenville, South Carolina. Obviously, you were like the talk of college baseball at the time, just absolutely demolishing baseballs and the um, best pure hitter in college baseball. So I wasn't I, I didn't start. I wasn't a big time player at Mercer. So I usually um, would sit back and talk to the scouts that were there watching our BP and all this stuff and just kind of picking their brains. Long story short, I asked the scout for the Colorado Rockies, um, who I think had the eighth or ninth overall pick. And I was like, Hey, are you guys looking at picking Brent Rooker? He said, Who Oh, God. Was it, was it Zuli? No, I don't think so. This was like okay. an area scout. But okay. yeah, yeah. He yeah. Was like, like, is he like 5'5? Five, five? No, he's a little no, taller. He's not, probably like okay. six foot. But so, anyways, I said, like, Are you guys looking at picking Brent Rooker? And he goes, Oh, God, no. That guy's swing is not going to correlate at the next level. And <laughs> no I was like, way. No I said, way. I was like, Are you kidding me? He's hitting SEC pitching like it's high schoolers. I, what do you mean his swing's not going to work well? And I mean, I, I just thought that was honestly the most hey, offensive he thing I've ever heard. No, I you, you want to know? <laughs> no, no. No. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know when they picked early, but I do know our area guy I knew well, and they had like a 48th pick. And so, like my last meeting with them, he was like, "Look, if you're there at 48, like we're going to take you, but like you're not going to be there, so it doesn't matter." So yeah. that was my only interaction with the Rockies, but I don't know. It when might not have been the Rockies then. Now that now that you say that, well, I mean, I, no, I mean, there's a difference in liking somebody at 48 and liking them at like nine. So I mean, you yeah, very well be extra hey, in the case. A little more more of the college side, because every every class that goes to Mississippi State wants to be the class to bring them a national championship, right? If they, everybody wants to be the class. 
when they won last year, were you like hype as fuck or were you like super like kind of low-key jealous? <laughs> Look, man, that's a really good question. Leading up to it, I'll be like, be 100% honest. Before we actually won, like leading up in the tournament, I thought I was going to be really bitter. Like I really did. I, like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be happy. But at the same time, like I think we were the best team in the country in 2016. I think we should have won it. We got, we just kind of ran into a, a buzzsaw Arizona team. I think we got unlucky. But I, like <laughs> while we were kind of, Say again. that year, we ran. We Arizona came to us in the yeah. super regional and beat us. And then the they, Bobby, all, they Bobby Dalbeck, right? So Bobby's a good friend of mine. Bobby like one hit shut out shut out us on Friday night, and then hit a homer to beat us on Saturday. So he beat us by himself pretty much, and I'm still mad at him for it because we're, we're good buddies. But um, so yeah, while they're making their run through the supers and everything, I was like, they're gonna win it, and I'm gonna be a little bit jealous. I'm gonna be a little bit better. <laughs> I, I like I'm accepting that I'm gonna feel those things, and it's okay. Um, but then. I was in AAA at the time during the the World Series, and I was DHing the game with the the championship game. So I kept going back in and forth to the clubhouse and the dugout, watching the game between innings. And when we won, like I can honestly say, there was nothing but like honest joy in me. It it made me like I was excited about it, and it also made me happy to know that like I wasn't selfish enough to care um, that it wasn't me who was able to do it. So it was it was a cool moment for me, and I. I texted Lamonis or Coach uh, Coach Lamonis during the game and just kind of let him know that I was fired up and watching and stuff like that. So, yeah, to answer your question, I thought I was going to be to, go, to feel that way, and then I ended up not, and I was pretty – it made me feel better about it that I didn't feel that way, um, to be honest. <laughs> That's cool, though, because, like, I feel the same way. Like, when, like even with Mercer, if they're doing really well, like, I'm happy for them, but at the same time, I'm kind of like – Fuck them. I don't want them to ever win again. My class, the best class kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But that, that's now, that's Brent, were cool. you at Mississippi State when Mercer came to a regional there? Or was that before no, you got no, there? No, that was that, that was, was that was 13, 13, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 2013 yeah. when Kendall Graveman was there. Yeah. Um yeah. That was the year uh, before who I got was in right field. Who was the outfielder then? He was uh, Red Hunter Renfro was there. Yeah, yeah. Hunter Renfro was there. Yeah. Frazier played short. Uh, Adam yeah. Frazier played short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wes Ray, Wes Ray, there. He was one of my Wes favorite Ray. players. Yeah, yeah. 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 he was team. one of my favorites. Um, hey. Oh, I was going to say. So, all right, you know how college baseball right now, all MLB got content creators, MLB fans were all jumping on this college baseball yeah, wagon the past sick. couple weeks, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Do, for you, do you like your best baseball career? Did you think college where you had the most fun? Now that you've had a couple of years and you know minor league ball, big league ball, like what? Do you, because we asked Braden, we've asked um, Berkman, we've asked, we asked everybody, kind of like what did they think about the differences and what they had more fun doing? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's an interesting comparison because it's it's a very different kind of fun, right? I mean, like college baseball is like the team atmosphere and the team camaraderie, and you're spending literally every single day with these guys for like your signing class for three or four years, um, going to class, going to eat, going to practice, just doing this whole cycle over and over again. You get you, the relationships you form are just so close that competing with those guys and playing with those guys on the field, like offers its kind of own kind of fun that can't really be replicated anywhere else, I think. Um, and then, I mean, you get to the big leagues and it's just this whole whirlwind of like, this is what I've always dreamed of doing. Like I'm playing in this, the, you know, I'm playing in Yankee stadium, playing in Fenway, kind of doing what I've always dreamed of doing. And it's just a different, it's a different um, sensation and it's a different kind of fun, I think. But I mean, you, you touched on it like the 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 atmosphere and the environment you create on a college team is something that like it can't be replicated anywhere else, no matter what level you go to or anything like that. It's just such a special bond you have with those guys by spending so much time and kind of 
going through this whole period of life where you're growing up like at the same time together and kind of doing things on your own for the first time, it, it makes it pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Brent, I was a, I went, I showed up at Mississippi State January of 2018. Okay. So you had just left. I only know the new dude. So the dude right. was under renovations in 2018. Yeah. He was finished in 2019. Worked for the athletic department. Know the whole ballpark inside and out. Now, in your opinion, have you been back to the new dude and been to a game there and experienced the new ballpark? Yes. Uh, opening day this year was the first time I've been back. Um, okay. I got to watch us play Long Beach for the Friday and Saturday games. So you guys won that game? or We I... lost both. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed so, Long Beach was on the rundown for the pick. I was going to talk yes. About. So, Brent, my question is – New dude or old dude? Um, man, the I think the coolest thing about the new place is it's obviously like, I mean, state of the art. It looks great. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's like it looks like a AAA ballpark. Like it looked better than any AAA ballpark that I've played in, honestly. So it's really cool. And I think the coolest part about it is how they kept the original atmosphere from the old one and just kind of carried it over into a new facility. Um, I think the design kind of aids in that. Everything's very close to the field. There's kind of the walkways down the lines where guys are all like fans are hanging over the, the rails uh, onto the field, things like that. I think that's the kind of what I was worried about, right? That's kind of what everybody was worried about when they talked about, all right, we're going to tear this down, we're going to start over. Was are we going to be able to replicate and are we going to be able to keep this environment, this atmosphere that we've created over the last 30, 40 years and kind of carried into a new facility? And I think they did a really good job with that. So, nostalgically and like just from my playing experience i'll always have a special connection to the old stadium that's what i played in that's what i grew to love but the new place is really really cool and they did a fantastic job making sure that they kept all the good things from the old one and kind of carried it over into the new one how many times would you oh go ahead well actually let me ask this quick question wait just real fast how many times (laughs) would you have hit the apartment complex in left field when you were at mississippi state i probably i mean i probably hit Two or three that would have gotten back there pretty close. I think I can remember them. I mean, I hit one against Arizona in 16 in the Supers. It probably would have gotten close. I hit one against Kentucky in 17 that would have gotten close. I hit one against Columbia. Well, Ray would have peppered the hell out of that thing. That I think would have gotten back there. Um, but I mean, it's pretty deep, but I think I got a couple that might have gotten close. <laughs> I, I'm a big recruit nut. So how did, how did you end up at Mississippi State? Were there other hats on the table? Uh, kind of walk us through that. Yeah, um, honestly, not really. I was uh, – I was a pretty like late developer, I guess. Like, I didn't start getting really any big school, um, big schools recruiting me until my junior season of high school. And at that time, even it was like walk on at Tennessee, like walk on invite at Tennessee. I had an offer from Memphis, um, and then Mississippi State was the first like powerhouse kind of blue chip program to offer me any actual scholarship money. So I kind of jumped on it pretty quick, honestly, because I tell people it's a fun story. Like just based on uh, Memphis, I'm from Memphis, right outside of Memphis. So it's like two and a half hours from Starkville. It's pretty close. Um, but so Mississippi State starts recruiting me and they offer me. And at the time, like I, I tell people this to be funny, but I'm being serious. Like they offer me a scholarship. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not good enough to go play at Mississippi State. So I'm going to commit like immediately just before they like figure that out and pull my scholarship. Because like at some point, <laughs> they're going to keep watching me play and be like, I don't know why we offered this kid any money, but like, please take it away quickly. So I just committed before they had a chance to do that. Um, and it, I mean, it ended up, obviously I redshirted my first year there because I wasn't good enough at the time, but, um, yeah. recruited me and then coach Cohen, they saw, I guess the development potential that I had, um, before even I did. So I was able to take that red shirt and kind of grow and get better and was able to end up, you know, having a pretty good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was your hitting coach? No, he didn't get there till after I was there. 
um, who was, let's see, our hitting coach. Uh, coach Man, Nick Mangione did a lot of our hitting stuff, who's the head guy at Kentucky now. Uh, we had Zach Dillon for a year, who's now running a travel program in Texas. Um, and Will Coggin was my heading coach my last year, who's now in a, or my last two years, I guess, who's now uh, one of the assistants at Kentucky with, with Coach Menge. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a, I have a two-part question for you here. And the second question builds off the first, so just hear me out. <laughs> Did you ever consider pitching at Mississippi State? No, no, absolutely not. You know that's why you lost the Golden Spikes, right? Because Brennan McKay yeah. was at Louisville was a pitcher and a hitter, but well, your numbers were better than his. You say that jokingly. Like I, I pitched once in the SC tournament my last year as like a gimmick joke. I don't Wait, know. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're going into the so we're in the SC and now that was literally the exact reason. Was, like, you, the, was the gimmick like, joke to get you more golden spikes votes? Yeah, so that was the whole thing. <laughs> it was like um it was pretty clear at that point, like Golden Spikes was either me or Brendan. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of looked at it. It was like, we just got to get you like some pitching stats. So like they have something to compare it to. So we were, it was the last day of the tournament. We had no pitching left because I mean, those tournaments, you know, you play like five games in three days and everybody's just depleted by the end of it. And Arkansas was beating us by like nine or 10 runs. So I just went out there and I pitched a third of an inning. Um, I think I feel guys it was horrible i hated it it was like the, the idea was pitched to me and i was like yeah that's a great idea like that sounds fun let's do it and then i got out there on the mound and i was like this is terrible i'm terrified i want no part of this like please get me off what, what did you what did you not like about it did you gain respect for pitchers or not i mean i mean no like, yeah, that's <laughs> no, thank you no i mean like, i'm not i'm by no means was like any like in any way good at it but like i i walked the first guy and then I was like, okay, like, but I can throw it in the strike zone. Like, it might get hit, but like, I figured out after four pitches, I can throw it near the plate and at least make the guy swing it. So I walked the first guy. The next guy hit like a little jam jaw double on me, and then I got a fly out. So it was, I pitched the third inning. I thought it was going to be fun. I hated it. I shouldn't have hey, done it's hard. doing it, but it's hard to just lay it up in the strike zone knowing that they're going to hit it. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was just doing everything I could to throw like, it was probably still like 82 mile an hour accidental <laughs> cutters in there because like I was spinning it weird and it was electric thing. That's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. But Did yeah, that, that like that question, the whole idea was like, all right, let's get you some pitching stats so we can try to beat Brendan in this thing, which I never had any chance to do because his stats on both sides. It, it was you would have won the Golden Spikes pretty much any other year besides that. Just Brendan McKay's stats were unbelievable as a pitcher and hitter separately, and he did it at the same time. It was I was talking to somebody about it this year, actually. It was like the exact same as the AL MVP this year, where Vlad's offensive stats were just yes. like, yep. but then like you can't not vote for Otani because he's doing it both. And it was like, it was the exact same situation. That's so that's I, an unbelievable comparison. Yeah. That is that is big time. Hey, I can't help but notice of all the Minnesota Twins jerseys you can pick, you had to take the red and blue, baby powder blue, like Ole Miss behind you. I love the powder blue. I'll, I'll, Ole Miss's powder blue uniform is the best uniform in college baseball. I don't, I don't care how much I hate the school and hate the team. Hey, those uniforms. Wow. Are what about what do you think? You see the Liberty one? Yeah, they look good too. I like I'm like I like any kind of iteration of the powder blue. I think it looks yeah. good. I like I always take a ton of heat for that, but like I love Ole Miss's powder blue uniforms. I think they look great. Hey, don't yeah. let Mississippi State Twitter hear about this. Yeah, no, hey, they no. get all the time. Hey, when you have the triple crown, you can say whatever you want. Speaking <laughs> of Mississippi State Twitter, we had a conversation earlier, and the Twitter baseball fans are otherworldly. They're a different breed. Mm-hmm. What are your opinions on Mississippi State's fan base Twitter? Um, they are for. I mean, they're we have the best fan base and like most loyal fan base in the country to, to preface it with that, and I think. 
our fans are what makes our program what it is. They just tend to jump to pretty harsh conclusions a little too quickly, which has been the case since I, I mean, since I was there. Like the, L- the Lamonas thing last year, he's like never too high, never too low, yeah. and Mississippi State Twitter is only too <laughs> high and high only too low. Yeah. Okay, we, um, I love listening to this, dude. Never I'm just in my on the same years, page. Or never in my four years. I only played three. I was there. For, I was there for. We lost our opening day game every like all four years I was there. So all four years it was like we lose one game and the season's over and everything's <laughs> terrible and we gotta just revamp everything. But then we always ended up besides one year, we always ended up fine. But but they're the best, like, man. Yeah, it's just I mean it's it's just passion showing, which is which is unbelievable, and which like I said is what makes our program great. But it, it is pretty funny. I mean, and as a player on the inside, you kind of know they're like, all right, they're gonna overreact a little bit. I know like internally I know we're fine, just kind of cancel out the noise or whatever, but like you said, too high and too low because when you're playing well, there's there's no other fans who are watching you or supporting you, and that's what makes um, the atmosphere and the environment. So what do you cool. what do you think about them this year? I mean, they I mean, if, if you really know college baseball, their schedule wasn't very easy this year. No, even, even for Mississippi State standards, yeah, it was not easy. So, like, what do you think about them this year? Man, losing Landon hurts. Um, obviously, he was as I mean, honestly, maybe more dominant than advertised his first few starts. He looked really, really good. Um, they've got some guys who are kind of, you know, Logan Tanner starting to heat up and swinging a little bit. Uh, Hunter Hines is is really impressive. Matt, he rakes, dude. He rakes. I've been very impressed with him. Um, I like his swing. I like his approach a lot. So I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, and then they've got a bunch of solid, really good, solid players. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, I, they've struggled a little bit. Not struggle, but just haven't really performed like they wanted to uh, early, obviously. But I, I think I have all the faith in the world that Lamontos will kind of get them get them going, get them where they need to be, and kind of maximize the potential they have on that team. No doubt. Well, um, I mean, we've we've done a lot of talking here, but we haven't even done the best, most important thing, which is our weekend series pick them. We keep standings um, individual as a group, us four, and then our guests are, are separate. So like Dallas Braden last week, what did he go, five and two? He went five and two and two So lanes, that's the like standard. Tweet, yeah, two lane tweeted at him, hey, we like you, Dallas Braden, because he picked them and they beat uh, – Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have then, to remind them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's just a fun jab. But yeah, man, um, we, some of us pick on actual baseball thing. Like I pick on random ass shit. Dallas went random ass. Like we just pick on whatever we feel like that week. It, it's yeah, I, have, I don't feel like you got to pick on. I have like no preparation. So I'm just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. That's the <laughs> way it's supposed to be. I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 So the uh, let's run through the seven series here. And, and obviously it's pretty self-explanatory. It's who's going to win the series best two out of three. So we have Notre Dame at NC State, Gonzaga at Long Beach State, Florida State at Wake Forest, Campbell at Liberty, Southern Miss at Dallas Baptist, South uh, USC at UCLA, and Oregon at Stanford. So pretty evenly matchup. We try to do like Texas and South Carolina are playing this week. They're not on here because we, we would all pick Texas, right? So these are all just evenly matched um, yeah. opponents. So let's start right here with Notre Dame at NC State. I don't know, man. This this series, after what NC State did last weekend, it, this is a little bit risky, but I do think they got humbled a little bit. You know, Tommy White had a little freshman struggle, but I believe in the Wolf, and, and I think that Coach Elliott Avant is going to tell the squad no way that you're going to let these Catholic boys come down to North Carolina and show you how to play baseball. Uh, give me the Wolf Pack. Wow, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Golden Helmets. 
home run Jesus carrying the weekend, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And uh, I'm going to – dude, you know what? When you have a shitty weekend, you usually follow it with a little shit in your neck. Like, hey, like we already lost a bunch of games. Like, at this point, who cares? Because if you're doing really well, there's more pressure. That's always how it is. So I'm going to go with NC State. I'll go gold helmets. Give me home run, Jesus. I'll do NC State. Um, I, I, I didn't follow last weekend, but I know Tommy White started really hot. If you say he struggled last weekend a little bit, I think he bounces back, has a big weekend. And I like the all-powder blue uniforms, and I also love the all-red uniforms NC State's rocking. Yes. So Cherry right. bombs. By the way, NC State got swept by Northeastern. Wow, I didn't know that. I'm still yeah. I'm sitting on my pick. <laughs> I was, I was yeah, waiting. I was yeah. waiting to say, like, Northeastern what? Northeastern what? Like, oh, just Northeastern. It's Northeastern. Um, Aren't they the Wolfpack, too? The Husky. Husky. Huskies. Yeah, I knew there was some kind of dog-related thing. Yeah. Tom Glavin's brother's the head coach there. He's doing a hey, hell you, of a job. Do you know mascots well? Are you, like, good with mascots? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Because me and Ben trivia each other all the time over mask, like, random ass schools. Like, you see Riverside. You see Riverside. Oh, I one of my like, we have a guy, um, Mark played there. I don't know what it is, but we have a guy in our organization who played there. Pretty sure they're the Highlanders. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, nobody's <laughs> going to correct me, so we'll just stick with that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. The Highlanders for sure. Yeah, they're the Roadrunners. Duh. Um, <laughs> but all right, second series here Gonzaga at Long Beach State. Gonzaga is one of the hottest teams in the country. They just swept Oklahoma State on the road and then beat Missouri. And then Long Beach State has looked like trash since they beat Mississippi State two out of three. This is, I mean, this is another gut feeling. I think it's hard to stay hot for a long time. I think it's hard to stay cold for a long time. I'm going to give the dirtbags the benefit of the doubt here. Give me Long Beach State just in a rebound series. You know, they've been humbled. This is their home series to win against a really good Gonzaga team. I thought I was going to be sneaky, but I'm just going to follow suit. Going, going bags, yeah, I, yeah, damn, the D bags get one on bin. I thought I was gonna hey, get one so, on bin. So, Rooker Gonzaga last weekend on Friday night, they rolled out a guy who went seven innings, like 12 or 13 strikeouts, just absolutely carved, right? Uh-huh. So, everyone's like, Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Saturday, they rolled out Max Scherzer Jr., little side armor, throwing 98 to 100. Wow. Gonzaga's got all Sunday, yeah. they brought out another dude who went like six or seven shutout, like 10 strikeouts. Zach's got real. Oh, no, 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 no. Monday, he finished with 13, 13 Ks in six innings. And I mean, just absolute dude. One, two, three. Just you, like, and they can. You hit. might not know this, but we do a mid major top 25 every week, and Gonzaga okay. is ranked number four. We, we think okay. that they're, the I think they're number one. Uh, so Liberty one, yeah. Texas State two. And we, we put Texas State two before it was okay. on Sunday night. So okay. before they're thing with texas and then southern miss three okay so but yeah we, uh, four. Just, i don't yeah if i don't know if you know but we me and ben started like uh, two years ago we we love giving mid-major love because everybody talks about the top 25 we're yeah. like dude let's give the small school attention give them love and it's just the thing we what, started doing what's your definition of a mid-major we ask everybody this for baseball mm, i mean you want, my you want me to give you you want me to give you our rule before you go no, let me get mine first. Right, 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 right. My like my gut would have just been like non-power five, but I don't think I don't know if that applies to baseball because I I don't know if I'm calling Southern Miss a mid-major. Like they're really good a 
lot. So we call we call Southern Miss a mid major, but we don't call the AAC like East Carolina and Tulane mid major. Because okay. so we, like we kind of do a power right six, a group of six, and then everybody yeah. else is mid major. Really, I think it comes down to got to be like close to that line though, right? Because well, they get, people, they're like. Yeah, the Sun Belt and the Conference USA, I believe, actually probably are because of the bottom but... of that conference, like not yeah. the top, but because of the bottom half of that conference, they're mid majors now. There's yeah, no right cool. answers, no right answers. Yeah. But anyways, to me, so anyway, our original rule was if it's a six-hour trip, are they flying or driving? Okay, <laughs> that's that <was laughs> kind of like our joke. That's a good rule. That was Can't argue. Joke. But anyway, um, Gonzaga, Long Beach. Give me, give me Gonzaga, man. They're too good on the mound. They're too damn good. Give me the dirt bags. I'm taking my Omaha preseason pick. Yeah, I'll go Long Beach State too. The Friday guy, they're, they're Friday. Let's go, guys. man. Uh, I I I can't remember kid's name, but he just kind of sinker slidered us to death for like six or seven gross. innings. He kind of carved us up. I, he impressed me. They've got a good bullpen. They're closing. Ramirez, really Luis Ramirez or something. Yeah, like that. that's that is right. They had a, another bullpen kid who just came in and threw like. 30 straight right on right changeups and we swung and missed at all of them. So I'll take <laughs> give me give me give me Long Beach State in that one. I like I like the dirt bags. Yeah. Um next series here, Florida State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest was undefeated until they lost to Coastal this week in a midweek, right? Tuesday night, yeah. Yeah. So but Florida State's got some dudes. I I picked Florida State to go to Omaha this year. I like um Parker Messick, their Friday guy, and Bryce Hubbard, their Saturday guy. Just two outstanding left-handed pitchers. So I'm taking Florida State here on the road. I'll go Rake Forest. They just rake. Rake Forest, Forest, baby. All right. So arguably Florida State's best hitter, Alex Torral, transferred from Miami last year. That's like somebody going transferring from Ole Miss to their fifth year at Mississippi State. And that's not allowed. Like, is that allowed? It happens. Yeah, we're not allowed to win, honestly. Football what happens. Would you go to Ole Miss? Would you go to Ole Miss for your fifth year? No, no chance what, in hell, right? What if they offered you a million dollars for NIL? Uh, then I'd probably go to Ole Miss for my fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So anyway, their best hitter, four years in Miami, transferred for his fifth year at Florida State, which is, I think is absolutely bullshit. I think you can't do that. <laughs> I, I, you can't do that. But Wake Forest, we call them Rake Forest. Small field, they hit bombs all yeah. the time. Um, Dude, yeah, give me Florida State. Are you kidding me? You just Where built up Lake Forest. Not, oh my god! <laughs> you just leak horse all the time. Not so fast, my friend. Ultimate bamboozle. Uh, not what did that leak horse though? What did that leak? Yeah, Corso? I just said you leak horse at us. Give me Rake Forest. They hit bombs. I love it. Yeah, I'll go Wake Forest too. Uh, I think they do a better job than anybody in the country of of like building their team for their stadiums. They play in a bandbox. They just get against yep. Jackson Bang, and I love that. So I'll take Wake Forest at home. Great. Always taking too. the bombs. Um, this next series, battle of two really, really good mid-majors. Liberty is the number one mid-major team in our books, and then Campbell's right outside the top 25, but they've played a super tough schedule. So Campbell goes to Liberty. Um, I, I don't think there's 10 teams in the country better than Liberty right now. The way they're playing – uh, they have Derek Dingers leading the country in home runs with ten. Uh, I, give me the Flames, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this flame train until it burns out. I, I'm a huge fan of Liberty right now. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a total war this weekend, um, but I'm gonna lean Liberty. Liberty, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Ben, you realize if we all pick Liberty, in Campbell win, it's a guaranteed Campbell win. It's a it's gonna be Campbell. Um, 
Campbell's Friday night guy. He's shoved. He he's he's an animal. Um, he's like 94, 95, something like that. Just strikeout machine. But Liberty at home. Can't I can't go against that. Get me the flame. Flame on. I'm with Brent. Powder blues are beautiful, so I'm gonna go Liberty as well. What are you gonna do me. here, Rugger? What are you gonna do? <laughs> What's the Campbell mascot? The Camels. You're wearing a Campbell hat right now and you picked the flames? Are you kidding me? You're gonna ask that change my pick to Campbell right now. That's a good hat. You're changing? Is that official? Is your is your hand still on the uh on the on the chess piece? Hey, good? cut out my pick before, delete it, cut it out, edit it. Oh no, it's staying. Leave it all in. All right, so you officially going Campbell? No, no, I'm sticking with Liberty, dude. Oh my god, unbelievable! <laughs> Cut his mic. Right. Well, I'm with, right. Put me down. I'm with the Camels. Listen, Brent, you're in a great spot there because anytime us four pick a team together, it's a guaranteed loss. Yeah, that was just, have... that was just like a calculated risk there. I, like, I need the, yeah. I need yeah. that, I need that <laughs> game theory. Yeah. Um. All right, next one here. This is probably my favorite series. Southern Miss is going to Dallas Baptist. Two top ten mid-major programs here. Dallas Baptist was what three outs away, three outs away from going to Omaha last year. Southern Miss has been pitching people, like just absolutely pitching people to death. And Dallas Baptist, I mean, it's Dallas Bombers University, DBU. So you get a little man. I hate going first here because uh, give me give me Southern Miss. I'm gonna ride the Golden Eagles, the Mustard Buzzards. Give me give me USM. Uh, I put I put down like fifty bucks for Dallas Baptist to win it all this year. Pretty healthy payout if they if they do do it. So I'm gonna ride with them in this series. Wait, what is the payout? I think it's like ten grand. They were yeah they were uh, they were a hundred and fifty to one or something. Yeah, twenty to one. Oh, I'm not a big math guy, but it was, it was it's a it's payout. probably more than Brent's minor league salary. <laughs> I promise it is. <laughs> um. Southern Miss sent me a t-shirt and a hat too. I can't pick against that. I know I just did it, but give me give me Southern Miss. I'll take Little Brother as well. Uh, I do not like Southern Miss. I'm picking Dallas Baptist. Let's go. I don't like Ole Miss, and then I also don't like Southern Miss almost equally as much. So give me yeah. Really? It's almost equal. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Did- they... I don't want to make uh, – yeah, I won't say too much. But you <laughs> did, did you play against – the? didn't you guys play a three-game series to open the year one time at that Southern That was 2018, Miss? right? That was after. Uh, we played – we were the two-seed in their regional uh, my last year. Yeah, and we that's we beat them right. twice to win that regional. Um, I, that, I bet the Pete was hostile. Dude, that place is a zoo. <laughs> like, it no rules. Wild. No, it's 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 crazy. So <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now we go West Coast here for the last two series. Some for some reason, USC is nine and two, and I just never knew that until about ten minutes before the show. Um, so USC is going to UCLA. UCLA is coming off a huge weekend at the Houston Shriners College Classic, where they technically won the tournament, going two and one. Something about this, just bit, we've been doing this podcast since 2019. Every time when you think. Every time, whenever I think UCLA is figured out everything and they're going to just soar, 
they always just disappoint. They're, they're the number one dis disappointment team besides the University of Florida. So I'm going to say the Trojans come in fired up, and I'm going to just ride this 9-2 and two record. I'm going to say they win two out of three. Give me the Trojans. Damn. Just because, I mean, Dimitri, correct me if I'm wrong. We've been doing this show for four. This is our fourth season. UCLA I mean, lets people down more than anybody besides the University of Florida. Those two schools let everybody down. I agree. I agree. But still, that's a stupid pick. Why'd you put it on the on the freaking series? We could have picked a different series if it was stupid. No, that's a I stupid like pick. You picking USC. I'm, right. I'm following right up. Fight on. You're going okay. with USC? Fight Give on. me UCLA, dude. Give me UCLA. I'm riding with the short king, Kenny Oyama. Give me UCLA. I don't know anything about either of these two teams. Did you hear uh, about the short king? Do you know what he's talking about with the short no. king? They have a leadoff. Their leadoff guy, if you go on our Twitter or Barstool or whatever, he's 5'4", leadoff guy for UCLA. Listed 5'4". But 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 <laughs> I think he's actually 5'2". What does he play? Like, does he play second? Center? He plays left field. He left plays field. left field. Yeah. And he literally his strike zone is about this this big. It's so he's scary. He gets on first base. Is this is this series uh, at UCLA? You said. Yep. Yep. He's a little lefty. Can steal bag whenever he feels like it. He he's on pace to break the single season record already. Wow, that's impressive. He, All right, I'll it. go. Give me UCLA. I think they're just going to out West Coast the other West Coast team. They're I know you're kidding right now, but we have we have said that phrase before on this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're just going to out West Coast. They're just going to out West Coast. Like, they're, they're both going to play the West Coast thing, and UCLA is just going to do it better. Give me a, a total of 10 people are going to watch it because it's going to be streamed on Pac-12 Network, which nobody has, and, and nobody's going <laughs> to see anything. So it, did a series actually happen if nobody's there to watch it? Um, did you see uh, the stream in Biloxi this weekend? That was brutal. Oh, was no, so I didn't. It was uh, tough. No, this yeah. past midweek for the tech games. Yeah, it was brutal. Really, absolutely it brutal. Rough. Hey, it's spring training. That's a nice stadium they got down there. That could have been pretty good. It is. Yeah. Did you take your signing bonus over to the Bellagio or what is it? Yeah, the, I mean, uh, yeah, the first place I went. Right to the slots. Right there. Right to the slots. All right, last series here, and honestly, I think this is the easiest pick of the bunch. Oregon goes to Stanford. I think Stanford is a top five team in the country. Um, I, everything about the team between starting pitching, the, the bats that they have, and, you know, they're returning from Omaha this year. So I, I think Stanford blows out Oregon. I think Oregon's a bunch of frauds. Oh, wow. Throw the F word early in, early in the year. Um, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with books. I'm going to go books over ducks, Stanford. <laughs> what books does that even mean? Ducks. Stanford's a smart school. <laughs> it, it, dude, you wouldn't even get it, yeah. man. Stanford's a smart school. They never recruited you. They did not. That, that is correct. Um, <laughs> give me Stanford. Fuck it. Give me Stanford. I don't even know why. Just give me Stanford. Big Ducks guy, man. I don't, I really want to take my Ducks, but I think it'd be malpractice to not take Stanford here. Is this another one where I got to make a cat get a risk and take Oregon? Or am I, I going to roll everybody <laughs> off and say Stanford? You're left to your own oh. devices here. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Is Oregon good? Somebody, like, yeah. What, they're they are? they can they can be good. They, they can just, be good. Like yes. every West Coast team, are they, they pitching show up defense like in? Because we played them and they couldn't. They really like to hit. hit. No, they they're like they're to a hit. slug. They they're a slug team. Really? All right, they've, yeah. they've changed a lot. Then, uh, yeah, give me Oregon. I'll go with the Ducks. If they you know they change their identity, I think they can do it all now. Let's do it. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm, like I said with the Liberty Campbell pick, you're in the right just fading us because I think it's undefeated. <laughs> yeah, Every time yeah. we all pick a team, they lose. It's it's almost guaranteed. Um, anyways, though, so just to run through everybody's picks. Actually, no, forget that. I'm not doing that. Uh, wait, we'll post wait, the wait. What did you What did you write down for me, Campbell or Liberty? Both. Actually, Liberty. <laughs> Liberty. Neither. You put Liberty. Switzerland. Yeah. That's what. That's what. <laughs> my 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 friend is gonna my friend is gonna bitch me out now because I'm wearing his hat that he sent me and I picked the other team. Whatever. I, I would care. do the exact same thing. So it's much deserved. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Um. All right. Any other closing questions here for Brent before we let him go? Are we going to win the national title again this year, Brent? Uh, if we get some young arms to step up, we'll make a run. That, that'll be my prediction. Love oh, okay. Let's get a headline grab here just real quick. I came to my brain. Would you ever participate in the MLB Home Run Derby? Would I? Yeah. Like, if asked, yeah. And would you win? Probably How's not. How's your PP? <laughs> I try really hard. I, I can hit pretty good PP. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I think... I'm a guy. I think the MLB All-Star Game needs a golden arm. They need to do like a skills challenge again. No, Freaking just, around the horn. Like, they just need five rounds them? of home runs. Like Cooperstown style? Like Cooperstown style, yeah. Like, around the bases. Yeah, they, outfield throws. Just do it all. <laughs> they need a skills challenge again. MLB All-Star Game needs it. Like, I mean, dude, give me freaking, uh, what's his name from the Royals? I don't know if he's still there anymore. Terrence uh, Moore? Jared Dyson. No, or Gerard either Dyson. one of them. Imagine watching them run it out on the bases. That'd be yeah. electric. I like it. It's a great idea. <laughs> I think they sh- if there's anything MLB should do for the All-Star game, they should add a dunk contest. All right. Wait, Brent, I have one more question. On your Twitter, opening weekend for college baseball, you are against helmet taps after home yes, runs. Yes, I hate it. Well, oh, you hate when they do that little helmet tap thing? No, when you like, when when they, you take you it off and hit it. Oh, I used to hit it. Why? I hit it. I hit it out of the other person's hand every time. When I, was in high oh, I mean, I used to do it too. Like, I, but I remember, like, my last year, I, I don't know however many, like, what number it was, but I made a conscious decision. I was like, all right, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to leave my helmet on and, like, I'm just going to do normal high fives because it's like a thing that, like, it would be cool if, like, it was, like, your team's thing, but literally every team Everybody. does it. Every team does it. Like, this is stupid. Like, somebody be original. Do Ole Miss's little like forearm thing, or like Vandy stomps on the plate, it's dumb as hell. But like, at least it's Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas did what, like the little head helmet, hug yeah, like a little headbutt. That's fine. Just I like the original, I like, like well, some, a little something a little bit original. So, yeah, you know, that, that was my thing. It's fine, and everybody does it, and I did it, and you know, all my teammates did it. And it was, it's, it was a, it's been a thing for a while. I decided to see people mix it up a little bit. I just needed yeah. more clarification, so I'm in on that now. Yeah, hey, you sold me. Um, Anyways, man, dude, we really appreciate having you on. And, and as a guest, you're always welcome back. Um, we, we've had some recurring guests a few different times. But we, we love your Twitter account. We love your play on the field. You, you're Stoney's idol, you know, after that Mississippi State <laughs> season. Um, if you ever need anything from us, man, just let us know. But best of luck this year. Glad you got employed. And um, we'll be looking forward to you in the Home Run Derby, all right? Appreciate it, guys. Had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yep. yep. Have a good one.